Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just mm -hmm. a couple of best friends, Clipper credentialed media folks who bring you locked on Clippers. When can you hear it? Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Make us your first listen. Kill some windshield time on the way to work. Come learn about the Clippers and, you know, realize why they are going to surprise some people this year. Absolutely. We talk Clippers every day. Why not listen <laughs> Clippers every day? Uh, kicking things off, we are going to talk about the Clippers bench. We've kind of been looking positionally uh, at the team as a whole. So we're going to sort of talk about, you know, what this rotation is going to look like and, you know, again, who's going to stand out and who can crack into the sort of nine-man rotation that Ty Lu has alluded to. And then in segment two, uh, 538 puts some odds out on the season. Ooh, wacky odds. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. It's interesting. They're liking the Clippers more in the postseason than they do in the regular season, which I, I can kind of understand. But anyways, we'll talk about that. And then we got some shavings for you. The Some waved Clippers, unfortunately. Sucks. R.I.P. George King and Moses Wright. Okay, still alive, but... And it's Friday, <laughs> so we have a classic Love, Mary Quarantine for you, which is where we rank something arbitrarily related to the Clippers. Mm -hmm. and we're either loving it, we're marrying it, or we're quarantining it, which means get it the heck away from us. Uh, and this one is about Clippers Rejected Kids shows. This is a fun one. So all that and more, coming up right about now. You are Locked On Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Yes, yeah, so now that we've seen the preseason, we've seen kind of what Ty Lue wants to work with with the Clippers offense and the bench. We're talking the bench. Um, oh, yeah. Right off the bat, I think something that's been interesting on Clippers Twitter, a lot of fans assume that when Kawhi is healthy, Bledsoe doesn't start. Do you, you buy in or sell on that? Too early for me to tell, but I, I, feel, like, I, I feel like that's a little bit, it, it's just too early to tell. Because I think, so it's going to come down to a couple of things. It's going to come down to how either of these perform, sure. you know, right. during the regular season. Uh, and I also think it's going to come down to who Kawhi and Paul George feel like is going to complement them with. the best. That's the, I get worried because I think about Kawhi's where he operates. Yeah. And you want Kawhi closer to the basket. I'm not saying he can't shoot, obviously. Yeah. But the, the Bledsoe Zoo Kawhi. The spacing, I'm just a little... That's something Ty Lue would have to really figure out. I mean, I agree, but... And granted, this is just preseason. <laughs> I was really surprised that, you know, we were still able to generate shots in the mid-range. Yeah, like we got Terrence, And Kawhi will get his shot. Yeah, we got Terrence mid-range shots that he's, you know, have become a bigger part of his arsenal, it seems like. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't think that it's impossible. I really like the defense, but... I could go either way on on this right now. Yeah, I, we'll, I could go either way. We'll see what happens. To me, he's not the obvious odd man out, though. Ooh, who's the right obvious now. odd man out? I there, I don't think there is one. Oh, okay, but I'm, great. Like, I'm right. not ready to be like, oh, Bled's this definitely guy. out of the yeah. starting lineup. Well, it's because you don't love Pat Bev enough. Um, I think that's what's driving most of this, if I'm being honest. Um, let's talk this nine-man rotation. Yeah, yeah. I, I What does this rotation look like? And we're, are we talking current nine-man, I guess, for so, all intents and purposes? Since we know Serge isn't going to be available opening night, there's yeah. no way that I can currently include him in the nine-man rotation. <laughs> right. But looking ethically. at <laughs> ethically, no. So, but looking at what we have, uh, assuming we have uh, opening night, let's talk about these guys and whether sure. you think they're guaranteed or not in that rotation. Okay. I mean, we'll start with kind of the obvious ones: Bledsoe, sure, Reggie, yep, Paul George, uh, yeah, <laughs> Morris, <laughs> sure, uh, Vita Zubats, yep. Terrence Mann? Yes. Nick Batum? Yes. 
That's where it's seven. Justice Winslow. Yeah, I think so. I think for time being, yes. Yeah. The other one, Kennard. Is he guaranteed a spot he in has rotation? I think he has to be. I'd give it to him after what we saw in preseason. He looks more aggressive. He looks locked in. I, granted, I didn't watch his preseason when he was with the Pistons last or two seasons ago. Um, but I think you got to give it to Sergi or excuse me, uh, Luke. He helps the spacing so much. He's gonna have more attempts. And who takes his place? Absolutely. Yeah. I there's not. It's a short. I know this sound. This is gonna sound so stupid. It's a short nine man rotation. <laughs> like after this nine, it gets kind of like. Well, and we're at nine here. So, right. like, who's the odd man out of of the these rotation guys once Surge is back? Well, and it's also crazy to think about. There's two guys out of this when Kawhi comes back. Oh yeah, I mean, so if. right. Well, I, I mean, yeah. Um, so when Surge comes back, ooh, Winslow. Winslow is probably the odd man out. I mean, unless Kennard is underperforming, because we have, the reason I bring up the Kennard thing is we have seen Kennard yeah. sort of fall out of, of favor Absolutely. in the rotation. We have seen um, that. <laughs> and, and, you know, part of that was some experimentation with like a three-guard lineup. Most of it's, it was, I think a lot of it in the beginning was Tyloo's fault. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, you know, the roster is, it, it's a much different look than it was at that time. Mm -hmm. And, mm. you know. Luke Kennard was also making a significant less amount sure. of money at that at, yeah. at that time. Which Pennies cannot be obviously the driving force, but it um, helps you rationalize it when you're seeing it happen. It, I, <laughs> right? I, like, I do think that like the Lawrence Frank has to be saying like, "Hey, we are paying this guy sixty million dollars. Sure. Like, we we got to figure out yeah. something." Yeah, and he can play. Um, um, I'm not down on Kennard. I'm not saying that. Oh, I, I was so. just posing the question. Yeah, I but I think it's got to be Winslow. Yeah. And then Brandon Boston Jr. is in there somewhere way at the end. No disrespect to Brandon Boston Jr., but like looking at it all laid out, there's not a lot of time for a guy who can only really score right now. And again, no disrespect to Brandon Boston Jr.'s game. Well, it's interesting too because I, the idea of like a nine-man rotation in my head, I think both of us have been For like, some reason, it makes my shoulders tense. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I mean, I think both of us has, have been like, what the heck? How are they going to do that for 82 games? But Having it laid out, like looking at it, I, you're like, oh, okay. There's not that many other players on the roster that I'm like, no, these guys need time. Yeah, from exactly. a development standpoint, there's guys that I'd like to get time, of course. But it, talking about winning Things basketball, are going well, yeah, yeah, we don't, we don't like talking that. about winning basketball games. Looking at guys outside of this nine man rotation, uh, obviously not including Serge or Kawhi. It's like who, you know, who's contributing to that? Who, yeah, who's yeah. contributing to winning? That's fair. Um, before we get into the kind of this pack div uh, bench talk, who's your pick for quote unquote that guy off the bench? Not the number one scorer, but the guy who just comes in and makes smart plays, scores double digits every now and then, that kind of thing. Twist, you can't say Nick Batum. So <laughs> I would hope that it's Terrence Mann. Yeah. And the thing with Terrence Mann is we talked about how there's more He might be the number one scorer off the bench too. On him this year. So that's the thing that I think might have its ups and downs. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that he can have a much more consistent defensive year. Right. Because I, I feel like, I mean, Luke, you know, he has physical limitations and like his own things. And he, he yeah. has improved his He's rebound. He's not there to defend, as he, the team has said. Yes, he has improved his <laughs> rebounding. But like, you know, it's he's pretty close to what his ceiling is defensively. Absolutely. But I think Terrence Mann, you know, especially with Batum, if we have to be healthy, like, we have to think about his health, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so Terrence Mann has an opportunity to really develop his game yeah. like, on, on both ends of the floor. And, and I think that, that could, that's winning basketball. Absolutely. Um, let's get into this Pac-Dev 
bench talk. Yeah. There's some kind of surprising stuff. So the Clippers, I think, up there with the best benches in the Pacific Division, obviously. You got Kennard, Man, Winslow, Surge, one of Reggie or Bled, or Zoo. Like it, the way it shakes out. Yeah. It's like a pretty good five. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, especially Just if we by themselves. If we are actually able to effectively stagger Reggie and, and yes. Bledsoe. And I think the bench will suffer sometimes defensively. Right. Uh, but that's how benches work. Yeah. Yeah. A bench that I don't think is going to suffer and might actually be in the running for best bench in the Pacific Division is the Sacramento Kings. All right. <laughs> Whoa. Um, Davion Mitchell is going to absolutely destroy any bench player that he's defending. He, he looks very legitimate. And he looks, yeah, very ready to defend. Dude, Paul George had to hit tough shots against Davion Mitchell in that preseason game. You're like, you're really I'm high. I'm so on high on Davion Mitchell. Um, the healed staggering is going to be interesting because if it's not healed, it's Halliburton off the bench, who's also very good, but they're probably going to start Halliburton. We all know good outside shooting wise, but he healed can be not a slouch defensively, but you know, not exactly elite. Harkless, Mo, another great defender great on the second defender. unit. So that's two very much plus defenders on the second unit and, uh, and Buddy healed. Tristan Thompson, if he's having fun, is going to be an issue for backup centers. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah, you know? it's, it's an interesting look. And I think those guys, it's just like, that's a pretty good four off your bench. Yeah. And, and you get in there with Fox sometimes where they want a weird three-guard lineup. It'd be a little three-guard lineup. But I'm just, I think defensively, they might be one of the better benches in the, in the pack, too. If Tristan Thompson is rebounding at a, at a high level, I do like the defensive upside of this bench. Which I think is an that's interesting. Fair. I think that's a good. That's a better way to pitch it. <laughs> I, which I think is an interesting look because you know I sure. feel like most benches have become pretty heavily offense, uh, yes. offensively focused. Which you know makes sense. It does get, it does power you through the doldrums. You got to get game through it. Yeah. To, yeah, to see you guys doing that. So who do you have below the Kings? Below the Kings. Um, uh, it's well, all kind of mashed up. It's it's a little bit mashed up. I think so. The Suns to me are like they're they're pretty close to the Kings. They they have a so, pretty solid bench. Campaign, yeah. uh, Landry Shamit, Cam Johnson. I think Kaminsky might get the look at the power forward, but they have yeah. some other options. And then McGee most likely as the backup center. Mm -hmm. I like McGee as a backup center. I I think that he's like um, you know it's obviously the late stages of his career, but I think he can still be effective there. And I think that uh, in some ways it'll be it'll be better for them than Sarich, I think, in, in some looks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, because, you know, we kind of, like, manhandled Sarich around. And when he comes back, like, I think having him at the four next to McGee is, is, is interesting. Right. Cam Johnson, I mean, is just an impressive young player. Yes. Great defender. Campaign, also good. Can shoot, yeah, can shoot the three. Very physically big. You're not getting really defense in this, a whole lot of defense in this <laughs> no, backcourt. Landry Shane was um, yeah. Which is fine, but you still, you know, you still have a couple of plus defenders. Yeah, it, that one is like it, it's good. I'd put them right next to like the Warriors. Yeah, it's, it's good. I think I would put them. I do think I would probably put them below that Kings bench right now. Fair. And then who's below that? Because we're, now we're talking between the Warriors and the Lakers, basically. And I think the Warriors have a better bench than the Lakers. I think right now it's there's just so many questions about the Lakers bench. So right now it's kind of an incomplete. So it would have to sure. be dead like last a for me. Out. Yeah. Like, there's just a, a little flux. Like, Nunn and Monk are hopefuls for opening night. Horton, <laughs> right. <laughs> Horton Tucker is going to be missing time with the thumb surgery. Yeah. 
So you have a lineup of like Nunn or Rondo if he's not good to go. Uh, Monk. You go dice. Maybe you go three guards for the for the small forward. I mean, you, you know, you are a little There's bit limited question. in your options. But then you do have a le- pretty legit front court of Carmelo Anthony and, and Dwight Howard. And Dwight sure. Howard is one of those players who I hate to play. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be annoying. <laughs> and Carmelo Anthony, I mean, we saw his bench kind of roll evolve. I, I think that it's an interesting look, but not a lot of defense there. Right. Um, so, yeah, this one, partially, partially it's Dead just last. because it's, yeah, it's just not <laughs> fully last. formed yet. There's like a lot of question marks. Yeah. Um, it, it'd have to be dead last for me. And I'm put real quick over the Warriors. Look, if Looney and Poole are good, it becomes a lot more fun. But the other three, they got, you know, Mulder, who's a pretty good shooter, shot 40% on three attempts last year, but the year before that was really bad. Iguodala and then Bialitsa. And so. You got to imagine Juan Toscano Anderson is going to get some time. Like Damian Lee um, shot 40% from three. So, like, there's some shooters there. Yeah. But again, like, I mean, Iggy and Bielitsa being, being your number twos at their respective positions is a little rough. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're better than the Lakers, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying I still think the Clippers, they got the best bench. Looking at it right now, I mean, that's how I'm feeling. I mean, hey, let us know what you think over at Locked On Clips. Coming up, we're going to be talking some very weird 538 odds that might actually be kind of accurate. But first, we got to give a shout out to Prize Picks. Uh, Prize Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. They offer more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. Prize Picks, you can get any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of your users, uh, the deposit and use your promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. Use wow. promo code NBA, get 100 bucks back up to. Pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections. You can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize picks allowed mixed sport entries. You can take the over on LeBron combined or the under on Mahomes in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Okay, so we're back in the website 538. Pretty, pretty solid statistically based uh, calcu- like sure. calculator for, yes. uh, for the NBA. Famously. Uh, f- famously, uh, they have you know their Raptor model, which is, look, I don't even want to get into it. It's, it's a lot of stuff. It's odd. Uh, anyways, they're not so high on the Clippers in the regular season. Yeah, this is weird. So they have the Clippers with a uh, a 77% chance to make the playoffs in the seven seeds. Sure. They have ahead of them. So let's just start. One is Jazz, two is Suns, three is Nuggets, four is Mavs. I don't really have a big problem with that top four. Yeah. Five and six is Trailblazers and Pelicans, which doesn't make a lick of sense to me to have the Pelicans ahead of the Clippers or the Lakers or even maybe the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the Trailblazers, just where they've finished the past couple of years. Uh, you know, they've been a playing team. I, I, sure. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I don't know about that. Um, Mavs, you know, TBD, but the talent is very much there. And like, we've seen them, you know, I, well I take a lot of umbrage with Pelicans finishing over the Clippers. I'm just, I gotta be Zion's honest, I'm out. not seeing that at all. 
Nuggets, even at three, like, are they going to be the number three seed without Jamal Murray? Yeah, I don't think so. But ahead of the Clippers, I'm like, sure, maybe. But either way, um, yeah, Clippers projected to finish seventh in the 538 projection. However, they have the best chance to make the finals at 20% and the best chances to win the title at 11%. Second place for those are the Suns and Jazz behind the Clippers. This is wild to me. This is wild to me. But, you know, the more that I looked at this, this is kind of how the team prepares for the season in terms of Ty Lue, right? Like the regular season, let's just get into the playoffs. And then, like, we, I don't want to say flip the switch because that's a rough term, but Ty Lue coaches for the playoffs, right? Yeah. Like, that's why you get frustrated with him in the regular season. I do think maybe the 20% chance to make the finals is pretty generous. They also have Kawhi coming back. In these projections, I was going to say that has to factor in because the Raptor projection, uh, it you know, it does really lean towards teams who have you know great players and elite two-way players. Yes, uh, which the Clippers do. And I also want to preface it with saying, like, <laughs> I feel like five thirty-eight for me is like one of my most uh, like confirmation biased websites. Oh yeah, like when I see the Cl- when I see the Clippers are like ranked really high to either you know like make the finals or make the playoffs or or have a great uh, season ranking. I'm like, oh hell yeah, yeah. you're damn right. <laughs> Geniuses and, over and, there. At and anytime it's wrong, I'm like, calculators just don't know hoops, man. <laughs> yeah. They just don't know hoops. That's a very good call. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I like the I like the idea of the Clippers having the best chance to win the title. The <laughs> it's, it's absurd to me. I <laughs> like I I love it. Don't get me wrong, but it doesn't make any sense. If you're planning on Kawhi coming back, I mean, they're also planning on like everyone on the Pelicans, other than Zion, being great. Apparently, <laughs> winning almost fifty games. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I that's a healthy percentage. It's a big ass percentage. A one in five shot at making the finals. Right. Feels After, good where I'm sitting. Hey, love it. Shout out to 538. We're talking some more odds now from our friends over at betonline.ag. Yeah. You've heard us talk about them. Um, they have the Clippers plus 900 to win the Western Conference, which means you put down 100 bucks, you get back 900 bucks. Long shot. Long shot. Feels maybe fair. I think that's, There's not, I think yeah. that's very fair. They have them at plus 2,000 to win the finals. You put down 100 bucks, you get 2,000 back. So 20 to one odds. Ah, sure. <laughs> if you want to look at it like that. Um, you putting 100 bucks down on the Clippers to win the finals? Uh, if you're a student of 538, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. It'd be so funny if one day 538 was like, oh, we've partnered with Ben Online. And it's like, this is not good. <laughs> um, however, I think the most disrespectful odds, plus 1,200 for the Clippers to win the Pacific Division. Put 100 bucks down, get 1,200 back. Who do you think finishes ahead? So here's the weird thing. This is why this Raptor model makes no sense either, because the Lakers have a better chance to win the Pacific Division based on these odds that BetOnline does than what Raptor gives. So it's like funny to look at what the betting has and what the statistical guys have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't think the Clippers will win the division. I, I, I don't think they'll win the division either. I think the Suns might win the division. I still think the Suns are going to make a like a really big for Pactive, season push. For, da- for Pactive, play die hard like you're locked on Clippers host. This hurts to say. Oh, yeah. Some say that division... No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think it's the division Suns. Division count is the, the gentleman's <laughs> yeah. Larry O'Brien. You know, everyone in basketball loves division play. <laughs> um, I think the Suns, sure, that makes sense. They're going to try really hard to get that top seed. 
Warriors question mark. The Warriors are Lakers also a question mark. Yeah. Kings don't see them finishing ahead of us in the Pacific Division. No, no. disrespect to the Kings. I either, love... I mean, things are either going very bad for the Clippers <laughs> or very good for the Kings. Yes, which again, we've talked about on this podcast. The only thing truly holding up our belief in the Kings every year is the fact that Luke Walton is their coach. We have the Still. Be- we have the best coach in the Pacific Division. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'd probably put Kerr and Vogel very close to your two. Yeah. Monty definitely. Williams probably in that same tier, actually. And then, no, yeah. every coach is good except every Luke Walton. Every coach is I take really good. Imagine being Luke Walton showing up at the Pacific Division coaches' dinner and everyone's just like, oh, hey, Luke. <laughs> he has to sit at the kids' table. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. You come by yourself. You could have brought somebody, man. <laughs> um, are you putting money down on any of these? Probably not, but I'm kind of a baby. About gambling. I think I it'd will be, say that. I might throw a couple a couple bucks down on the pack div one just for fun. Yeah, that one to me feels weirdly <laughs> it's <laughs> weirdly so stupid. like a long shot. I, I don't know. know. A long shot, but I'm also like, what like cool 12 hundo. I'm not mad at that. Um anyway, let us know if you're putting uh if you're putting my down the clip. Stu Quinn, if you're listening, we followed your <laughs> your over bet uh take last season on the clippers wins get at us if you're putting any other bets down we'll do stew's bet watch would you take the over on uh the 538 projected 46 wins for the clippers yes i would take that you take the over i'd take the over on. think they hit 48 wins yeah because i think you me and joseph talked about how like 51 i'd have to be like i'd maybe take the under yeah but 46 give me that all day i love it i love the confidence i feel the same way i think i think four i think 48 wins. Stu Quinn, if you're listening, let us know. Uh, we would love to talk about it. Coming up, we're going to be talking uh, Clippers had to wave some guys. It was a fantastic Love Mary quarantine, but first, Will, if I had a muscle pain, how could I fix it? Oh, you got to check out Theragun. Look, you can't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me, just trying to make it through the day tension-free, <laughs> Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's quiet as an electric toothbrush. Can you believe that? The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle, muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Whoa. Just go to their site and check it out, and the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharpova, Mm. hundreds of thousands of customers, and me. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash locked on. Therabody.com slash locked on. And now that our muscles are, are, we relieved our tension, how can we relieve our hunger? Well, you got to head up Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar. So many delicious flavors, something for everybody. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. Uh, they got coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, cookies and cream, German chocolate, strawberry, and salted caramel. 
Uh, I enjoy the salted caramel one. A little fun, you know, not, not, not bad to treat yourself with a healthy protein bar every now and then. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the flavors so you can kind of vary it up, switch up your daily routine, get that healthy protein. Check out the macros on Built Bar. You got 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from just 130 to 180, only four to five grams sugar, and only four to five grams net carbs. Fantastic. All the flavors, all tasty, all very healthy. Uh, Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That's pretty cool. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 15% off your order. One more time, that is promo code LOCKEDON for 15% off at Built.com. Okay, so we're back with shavings, and it's Friday, so we'll have a classic Love, Mary yes. quarantine for you. It's a fun time. Uh, let's kick things off with some shavings. Un- unfortunately, Ugh. Clippers had to had, had to wave some guys. Yes, George King and Moses Wright got waved on Thursday. I didn't think he was going to make the roster, really, but watching George King... In that first preseason game. It's a fun game. time. Yeah. It's a fun time. He's also number 94, which is weird. Yeah. It has to be because the court is 94 feet long. Uh, Moses Wright absolutely yammed on Bull Bull yeah. at one point in that preseason game. Do you want to see these guys on ACC? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. George I mean, King might be an NBA player, like a, like a legitimate rotation guy. If yeah. He gets some I, more time. He's got, I mean, he's skilled. He's like a bigger dude. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Um, I actually thought Moses Wright was pretty fun to watch too. I, sure. I don't, I, I think his look for an NBA fit is maybe a little bit harder. Yeah, um, he's kind of a tweener almost, like, because the shot isn't exactly there. Yeah, 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 and he's a little bit, he's not really prototypical size for like, right. a center, or, I mean, he's honestly even a little small for a power forward currently. Yeah. You know, that could, that could definitely change. Yeah. <clears throat> but I'd like to see both these guys get an opportunity to continue to develop their skill set and, mm-hmm. you know, see what happens. Why not with the ACC Clippers? That leaves the Clippers now with one open roster spot. Between Giles or Hartenstein, when do we think they announce this? Because we somehow were pretty uh, serendipitous about the Terrence Mann extension, yeah. which kind of made no sense. But do you think we hear over the weekend, like the season starts in a week? <laughs> like, what are they figuring out? Yeah, I mean, are you, yeah, do you go all the way through training camp if you're like not sure if you're going to get a deal or not? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. as, from from the player's perspective, would you be like, Hartenstein's got to be confident, or should I stop? Hartenstein's got to be confident because I'm not sure where Giles ends up after this if he doesn't end up with the Clippers, but Hartenstein will end up on a roster. I think Giles and will too. So. I think Giles will. I, I think Giles will find a roster spot. Yeah, maybe. But man, I again, I can't reiterate this so much. I'm going to be furious if the Clippers don't sign Isaiah Hartenstein. It would feel like a bit of a whiff. It's a huge whiff. It's just like. He's right there. It's a young, skilled guy who, yeah. like, we already know is an NBA player. I don't know. I'm getting too worked up even thinking about it. Um, hopefully, there's some news this weekend. We'll have that for you on Monday's episode of Locked On Clips. Now to the fun part. Yes. Love, Mary quarantine. We do this every Friday. Just uh, you pick one to love, one to marry, one to keep away from you. In the spirit of Serge's new show, we're doing rejected kid show ideas from Clippers, players, and coaches. All right. And owners. What do we got? First one is seven baby balmers. This is a show about seven billionaire babies trying their best to build a new arena. Gets rejected to being a little out of touch. Yeah. A little yeah. out of touch. Also, a little, that seems like a bit too much of a vanity project. Very much so. Also, uh, seven baby bombers seems terrifying. Oh, man. could you imagine seven uh, baby sized adult bombers? Yeah, I don't know. Terrifying. Uh, the next one is Zeus Said What? Which is a kids say the darndest thing style show with Avita Zubats. 
as the host, but he's trying to teach them an NBA playbook. Rejected due to Zoo getting upset at the kids and making them contest dunks. Ooh. Yeah. Which could be fun. And then what's this third one we got? Boys to Man, uh, which is an uplifting weekly R&B musical show with Terrence Mann teaching life lessons. All the Clippers get a chance to be featured. Man. None can really sing that well. That's not the point. Uh, and Terrence also doesn't let anyone else get a solo. It's his show. If you're on Terrence's show, you're chorus. You're on Terrence's show. Yes. Is what you're on. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I'm absolutely marrying boys to man. <laughs> I got to marry it. This too. is maybe up there with Landry Shamit's Laundry Jammit and Wine <laughs> in the Box with Avita Zubat in terms of great love, Mary quarantine ideas that could maybe be a real thing. <laughs> boys to man, I'm marrying. I'm. I'm loving Zoo said what? Because I think Zoo interacting with kids on TV, that'd be that'd be a good time. Oh, it'd be yeah. He, be I mean, yeah, he is pretty good timing. Yeah, gentle giant. Um, and I got a quarantine seven baby bombers. Bad press. Maybe it ends up on, you know, Roku TV or something like that. I cannot get the image out of my head <laughs> of seven little bald bombers in, in gingham shirts. That is that's horrifying, man. That's gonna haunt my dreams. So, that's a that's a double quarantine for me. So apparently, also yeah, the focus groups were like, it's scary. <laughs> it's a scary show. Um, it's also live action with real babies made to look like. Adult I'm just imagining also they're hungry and they're all like whining, like <laughs> they're coming like right at you. Yeah. So what are you going with? Same same order? Uh, pretty yeah, I think pretty much the same. I like I said, got a double quarantine seven baby bomber baby bomber. That's gonna that's, haunt some listeners' dreams over the weekend, and I apologize. That's folks. yeah, that is a terrifying <laughs> visual. Uh, if I'm being perfect, someone honest. draw that and send it to us at Lockdown Clips. <laughs> I also I. I do. I love uh, Zoo said what. I think that he would actually be like a pretty good candidate for this kind of show. I could see this being like a Peacock original, or maybe, yeah, maybe a YouTube why not? show. Um, and yeah, got him. Got him. Married boys to man. Boys to man. Good. Um, we also that might we need another Photoshop. Yeah. You know, man, that's awesome. Um, anything else in Shavens kicking around? No, I don't think so. Let's get the heck out of here. Everybody, Let's enjoy your here. weekend. Yeah. I hope first weekend before things get crazy. Yeah. Clippers basketball is back. Yeah. Also, big shout out to anyone in IATSE. We stand with you. Um, we have loved ones who work in IATSE. Stay strong. Stay strong. Stay strong. Uh, Monday's episode, we're having the freshies talking to new guys. Hopefully an update on the third center battle. Yes. Gotta happen. And then, of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland will. If someone was asking how they could kill some windshield time, where would you tell them that they should kill it? So you can check us out on iTunes or the podcast app sure. or also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Tin Cup. Tin Cup Pods is really good. Yeah. Sounds I, a little weird. It sounds a little weird. And the if you step on the string or something in between the it Tin Cup, it, 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 you don't get it anymore. Yeah. Uh, but if you wanted to help the show out, you could leave a rating or review over on iTunes or the podcast app, regardless of where you listen. Sure. Five stars. It would really help us out. We mentioned it up top, but we do come at you five days a week, mm -hmm. Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. Let's get excited for some. Let's get hyped for some Clippers basketball. It's back in a week. I have been positive Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. As always, we appreciate you.